When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott. And I am Ben. Uh, where, where do you want to go with this one, man? Well, you know what? Let me just wrap the whole thing up right now, okay? Wrap it up. Google's making a car. It's going to drive itself. Boom. All right. Thanks, everybody, for coming by. We've got a website. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go to HowStuffWorks.com. Yeah. And I've also got a blog. And uh, Yeah. Wait, wait, you look like... Well, we you... do have... We There are probably some... I mean, people probably want to know a little bit more about this car. Maybe. Really? Maybe. Am Maybe. I being a stick in the mud? More than I just said? Well, there's a little more to it than that. Uh, a little bit. Okay. So, so first... So go, ahead. go ahead. You uh, right. you you got finder's fee on this one. You can find it there. <laughs> First dibs, go right. ahead. Well, stop me if I stop me if I wax on too long. You know, I, I tend to ramble. All right, so first, people will recall that we did uh, we've done several podcasts about driverless cars, the Audi TTS. Yes, uh, we've also mentioned the DARPA competition. Yes, where they try to take a robot-driven car, basically, mm-hmm. or software-driven car. Um, so. Google, everybody's favorite Uber company that has their fingers in a lot more pies than most people know, has been quietly working on a driver-free and autonomous car. They announced it uh, early October, and once they announced it, uh, part of their announcement was that not only had they invented a system for driverless cars, but they've already logged over 140,000 miles in these vehicles. 140,000 miles with, really, with no one knowing. With Yeah, really, that's the, that's the scary part. That's the amazing thing, is that no one no one really picked up on what's going on. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. someone did. Maybe there was some, uh, I don't know, somebody that spotted something and thought, that's a little odd, I wonder what that is, because sure. when you see it, you know there's something up with that car. Yeah, it's um, not it's not your normal looking Prius or whatever. No, and you know what? One quick thing I want to mention here, and maybe I'm stealing some of your thunder here, but they're not really building a car. No, they're, it's not a Google car. It's not a. It's not. A, it, that's what they're calling it. Yeah, but it's a system. It's a system that goes inside of a car, and right now that car is a Prius. It's mm. going inside of a Toyota Prius, and uh, th- they're more concerned with, like you said, the software, the ability to uh, to you know 
find its way around traffic. But uh, go on with your de- description. Well, I just want to make sure that no one thought that they're building an actual vehicle in a plant like you would a uh, you know a Dodge or a Ford or something like that. That's a that's a great point because I guess um, with a tip of the hat to our buddies Chris and Jonathan at Tech Stuff, it's sort of like the Google phone is actually Google software on a cell phone that they do not manufacture. Mm-hmm. And this is this is a similar thing, but man, oh man, Scott, buddy, we live in the future. It's, this is crazy. It's pretty cool. They took they took the uh, engineers. I've got the announcement they made on the Google blog um, from October 9th. They took some of the best engineers from that DARPA challenge. So they got they got the big names. They got Chris Ermson, um, who won the 2007 Urban Challenge, or his team did. They got Mike Montemerlo. Uh, who won the 2005 Grand Challenge with a Stanford team, and they got several other big names. Um, All from the DARPA competition. A lot from the DARPA competition. See, that's a perfect pool to draw from for them, right? Because mm-hmm. these are the guys that know their stuff. They're the ones who are designing. Well, if you go back and listen to our episode, you'll find out what that's all about. But, right. Um, man, they're, they're already you know, able to figure out a way to navigate vehicles through crazy busy intersections with sure. other robotic cars. And we, uh, you know, we might, we might be uh, doing you guys a disservice if we try to go too nuts and bolts into the actual way it works. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can tell you some really neat stuff here. Uh, f- so yeah, Scott, you're absolutely right that they they did pull the best and brightest, and these guys who compete in these DARPA challenges oftentimes are part of uh, academic organizations. Mm -hmm. And so whenever you work with an academic organization, the big question is, what could you do if you had unlimited money? And let me tell you, the closest thing you will get to a cheat code for unlimited money is having Google hire you and say, make this work, we don't care how. Yeah, top secret project, just make it work, and then when it, once it does, we'll tell everybody how great it is. Oh, yeah, I'm and, so jealous. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's gonna. I can't imagine what the budget was behind something like this right. to, to get this thing going. You know what? I, I shudder to think, man, yeah. you know how cheap I am. <laughs> I know it, yeah. It's more than 100 bucks. I bet. Yeah, and if it's more than 100 bucks, then I'll just wait for someone else to do it, bro. <laughs> but right. Go for the hot version that comes out later. But yeah. check it out. A lot of people are, are, are kind of, understandably, they're scared of this because we already know that Google gets, um, gets some bad press, frankly, for the way they handle privacy and access to information. And um, the more and more we see people's social lives and everyday lives being represented in a virtual world, um, the more likely it becomes that there will be a company that knows everything you do. So some people, privacy advocates, kind of already have a problem because they think it's giving Google too much control. Mm-hmm. Google, for uh, on their part, is saying that their main uh, their main motivation for making this is one of safety. And, it, you know, it's a pretty good argument because they also say they're trying to paint it as a supplement to the driver. Ah, yes, I did read that. You heard about uh, this? Yeah, you. I mean, the driver is still important, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the driver still has to be there. Um, however, you know, maybe that time when uh, you do glance down, you know, to, to fix the radio or you do... Uh, I, I, Eat your falafel. Whatever, whatever you're doing. I mean, there might be that odd time when, yeah, the vehicle does take over or it breaks just a little bit harder than you would have mm-hmm. in that situation. and mm-hmm. um, Or, you know, it sees a pedestrian coming that you don't. 
Yes, that's, that's one of these things that's incredible to me. Um, I watched a, uh, a short video. I think it was an ABC reporter that had gone for a ride. Oh uh, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. And, um, and she was, you know, kind of you know, blown away actually by you know the way it, it operated. She was in the back seat of this vehicle. The the engineers were in the front, mm-hmm. and um, they tested it. They had her walk out in the intersection right in front of the car as it's you know at speed. Driver did nothing. The vehicle saw her and stopped in time, mm-hmm. which I, I thought was incredible. And they're using some of the same technology that we've talked about in our Audi episode and mm-hmm. in the DARPA episode, you know, like uh, video cameras, of course, yeah, all for a 360 view, yeah. but more, you can't just have video cameras, so they also have radar sensors, right? Yeah, radar sensors, yeah. Um, there's a couple other things. Yeah, there's here. also um, this, this, this is where I, I can't believe that no one really saw this happening or no one said anything about this, but then again... There's some crazy stuff on cars now these days. I mean, but it's true. It, on top of the vehicle, there's a bracket, a large bracket. It looks almost like a police car bracket for a light car. Oh for yeah, a light yeah, bar, yeah. Right? Similar to that. Only uh, there's no lights. It's just a. Uh, it looks like a. It almost looks like a coffee can on top. <laughs> yeah. And it's just whirling, whirling around super fast. It's a. Uh, it, it, what that is is the scanning laser. And the scanning laser, which is really kind of like a range detector, I think is what they mm-hmm, called it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's able to see other traffic. People, pedestrians, you know, of course, um, um, other cars, um, just objects that are moving, you know, animals, things in the road, everything. Crazy. And when you see the, if if you see the, um, uh, I guess it's kind of a, a CG makeup of what it, what it, this thing sees. Yeah. I don't know if it literally sees what we were seeing or not, Ben. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But the video clip that I looked at, it had kind of a, a bird's eye view of the car and everything moving around it, and it was incredibly detailed. In real time, of course, but it's showing everything in, the, in motion mm-hmm. happening around it. And it looked really, really interesting, but I mean, extremely detailed. You could see everything. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging... Those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. 
We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The view reminded me a little bit of one of my favorite video games, Grand Theft Auto. Oh, did it? Just a bit. Okay. Which, uh, Did it you know, give you the urge to smash anything or anything like that? Oh, man. Yeah, I kind of opened the door with that, <laughs> with that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. It's, um, it's just so amazing because it, it made me think, will this, like, by the time that we have the next generation driving – Will they? Will their driving skills mainly be based on their interaction ah. with systems like this? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, I'm scared, dude. I feel like an old man. Are they going to be texting on whatever the next Facebook is, <laughs> Facebook 2.0, if you will? Yeah, really. I no. Well, I mean, they're stressing so much that this is, this is just a supplement to uh, to the the actual driver, right? Mm-hmm. Now, but that's the other thing is that there's a comment from one of the engineers, and he says. They, they said, well, do you, uh, I mean, do you have to drive it? And he said, well, no, you don't have to drive it. He said, you can, he said, if you choose to, you can drive it, mm-hmm. but you don't have to. You could just, you could just program in where you want this thing to go. It will plan the route and it will take you there. And I mean, it, it senses everything. It senses red lights. It senses stop signs. Mm-hmm. It knows, uh, the speed limits in the area. It's watching for moving objects like, you know, Children, pedestrians, dogs, bicyclers, everything. It's aware of impending weather. It's yeah, exactly. It yeah. knows traffic conditions based on traffic patterns that it has seen over in the past. Now, remember, Google had this this, of course, Google Maps and Google, you know, Google Earth, and yeah. you know, they're mapping the Earth. Really, mm-hmm. they're taking all of that information and combining that information into this vehicle and saying, "All right, now take what you know and go out there and do this." And it, what's what's incredible about this is the guy said, you know, you. Sure, you can drive it if you want to, but that's only if you want to waste some time sitting in traffic. Because it, it will be so much. <laughs> yeah, he says, I mean, here's a quote. I got. I wrote it yeah, down. Yeah. He says, if you wish to drive it, that's fine. If you wish to waste 52 minutes sitting in traffic, go right ahead and do that. Right. So, right. in other words, just let it do its own thing. It'll do it. And the, the weird thing is also, I, I want to say what, what I was thinking is I immediately thought of the Honda and the Monte Carlo when I read this, because I thought, man, wait, if this is just a system, then conceivably we could kit out our cars to have this. Could, yes, because it's just been added to a Toyota Prius. It's a a software system. But we'd be driving around with that coffee can. That's true right now, but they'll find a way to disguise that within the body, I'm sure, at some point. Mm -hmm. Uh, It may still have to be there. Actually, you know what? It may have to be out in the open, um, unless they can figure out a new way to, to design that piece. Um, you know, the other thing is that we've always talked about, um, and, and this is the reason that I usually kind of 
brush these things off. Right. Because I, I do. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I honestly say that it's a probably not possible. Yeah. And I don't really like the idea of letting something else drive anyways, but, um, you know, giving up all that control. Mm-hmm. The thing is, we always talk about autonomous vehicles with having to have an infrastructure built, something in place that uh, could uh, manage all of the vehicles on the system, and every car would have to have this in order for it to work, right? I like where you're going. Suddenly, that's not the case. Because this car is operating on its own. It's the only one out there. There mm-hmm. may be a, you know, another test vehicle. I don't know. Because right. they did say cars when they said we've put yeah. 140,000 miles on these cars. They're not talking about the ones that wrecked. But wreck. Ben, they've gone, <laughs> down, they've gone across the Golden Gate Bridge. They've gone um, on Highway 1 mm-hmm. through the mountains, uh, you know, along the coastline. They've gone down Lombard Drive, which is the, the world's curviest street. Yeah, the one that looks just like a Yeah, spickle. exactly. Now, there are people all over that, you know, tourists. There's yeah. uh, there's traffic, of course, mm-hmm. all one way. But um, they're navigating through San Francisco. They're navigating on city streets, city highways, mm-hmm. with no other vehicle on the road that's got this system. So it's able to react to other vehicles accordingly. And one, one surprising, well, they did have an accident. Oh, they did? And I was joking. Now, see, everybody will say, aha, uh-huh, they've had an accident. But guess what the only accident was? What was it? A human driver ran into them at a stoplight. They were stopped at a stoplight. A human driver rear-ended their vehicle. Oh, man. So, in other words, they're accident-free, basically. I mean, the system has caused mm-hmm. no accident. Well, it's funny because they really they really do have an infrastructure. We just, I think when you and I were talking about this earlier, and I'll admit that I, I wasn't thinking big enough, mm-hmm. that I did not think of a, of a infrastructure that could be virtual. Yeah, they've mapped the world. They've mapped, so they already have all the enormous costs we were talking about with an infrastructure was based on physically building sensors and mm-hmm. inroads or physically um, installing these systems. We were thinking in the box. We were thinking in the box. Yeah, they were thinking outside of the box that's right you want to hear something funny this consultant uh not not here but a while back said uh something that i thought was hilarious it was such a one hand clapping statement Mm -hmm. it was um if you are thinking outside the box that means you're still inside it whoa (laughs) no i'm kidding (laughs) but it it is kind of that thing yeah here's one thing though we should uh we should talk about the implications of this before we wrap up uh, I read something very interesting that said cars that, you know, let's go ahead and think ahead. If this kind of stuff takes off, if we see this trend continue, then it may be that your insurance premiums skyrocket if you don't have an autopilot system. Well, if you don't, I yeah. was going to say if you do. Well, I guess that, it, you know what, we'll probably see a shift because after about 10 years of accident data, then they might be able to say, you are an unsafe driver. You're safer with this than without. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see. And then additionally, and this is the thing that really got me thinking, man. So if the car doesn't need a driver, does it mean that it also doesn't need an owner? Hmm. Could, you know, we've got the uh, systems like Zipcar around now. And uh, is it possible that you could just sort of subscribe to a car service? Hmm. And you could just, you know, take your Google phone or tell your pet Android. It's an interesting thought. To, to just say, you know, summon me a car. Here's what I would do. I'd buy a fleet of vehicles and I would run a, uh, like some type of shipping company. And you wouldn't have to have any, uh, any drivers. You just program them, tell them where to go. Mm-hmm. Off they go with their load of cargo. Count your money. That's right. They ship it back. 
<laughs> it's all set. It's empty when it comes back or it's full when it comes back, whatever. Mm -hmm. But uh, mm -hmm. you're making money both ways. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. <laughs> People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in exactly. to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, right. which is different than empathy. Yeah. Right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We live in a brave new world, Scott. So I got to ask you. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's a strange thing. You could do you could do furniture delivery like this. You could you could have a furniture store. You uh -huh. could load up the furniture into the uh, your delivery service. It could cost you pennies on the dollar for what it costs now because really there's no one. I mean, I guess you'd have to have somebody that would you know take it off the vehicle when you got there. I love no. That's that's, we'll get another robot. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Another robot to do that. Another Scott, the yeah. IKEA warehouses. Yeah. These are a great example. Have you heard about this? No. They save money by completely having warehouses automated, and because there are robots there, mm -hmm. they don't have lights on. So it's oh, just these nice. robots moving in the dark with these little flat packs of, you know, mm. the cute Swedish tables or whatever. I think they're also doing vermicomposting. You know what that is? Go on. Uh, they take all their garbage and stuff that they call, you know, the paper and all that stuff that uh, gathers up at the store. Mm -hmm. um, let worms have it. Turns it into compost, and uh, it's recycled, reused. Oh, dude, Google is probably already working on robot worms. <laughs> robot worms. Robot good, worms. Good yeah. idea. Well, let's go ahead then. I want to get. I want to get one question. One last question for you, sure. and then we'll go to some listener mail. So here we go, Scott. If this takes off, and everybody has one of these kind of systems, 
Are you going to be a holdout, or are you going to you going to move with the herd? Oh, I'm holding out. Yeah, I'm holding out because uh, well, oh, I just don't like the I don't like to hand over the control like that. I'm, I'm a terrible rider, anyways. <laughs> um, so I can't imagine being behind the wheel and letting something else do it. I think I would be too uh, just too nervous about it. Mm-hmm. I would I would always be grabbing the wheel and trying to override that. I think. Are you one of those guys who sits in shotgun seat and pumps the phantom brake? Yep, that's right. Sometimes not not that bad, but Good. I do. You know, I'm I'm usually looking. For traffic, you know, when I'm when I'm in the passenger seat, sometimes grabbing that handle. Ah, uh, sometimes, yeah, sometimes. Not that I'm not that bad, but I feel nervous when I'm there. It just doesn't feel right. So, yeah, it would be a holdout. How about you? Um, I would try to get on board if I could overcome my control issues. But honestly, oh man, if somebody else is driving and they're going through a busy intersection or something, and I'm riding in the car, I tend to just close my eyes and make my peace. <laughs> I, I, I'm serious. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, okay. I don't know why. I just always think, well, maybe this is this is the end. Maybe this is the day. I'm yeah. not saying I'm an awesome guy. So, you're, uh, so we're two holdouts then. We're two. We're two crotchety old get off my lawn guys. Apparently, <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. But we'll we'll see. We'll see how how uh, everything washes out because it's it's by far a done deal right now. I mean, let's be honest. In ten years. There will still be people driving their own cars. Of course. Um, so, so far, we're okay. Now, before the end of human drivers, why don't we go ahead and get to some listener mail? All right, Scott. So, Jim writes in from the internet, I believe, and uh, he wanted to comment about some shows. He said, Scott and Ben, I just listened to a whole bunch of podcasts as I was on a long drive yesterday. Uh, thanks for listening. Start off, Jim. Hope you're still listening now. Um, so he had some comments, uh, and he talked about the automated driving episode we did earlier. How so, timely. How timely. How timely. Good job, Jim. Uh, he said, on the automated driving assist stuff, the two that jump out at me as missing are traction control. They're both uh, part of ABS systems and also now with drive-by-wire, like in his little Suzuki SX4. So it controls the throttle to stop wheel spin in low traction conditions. Sure, a lot of vehicles now have drive-by-wire systems. Nice. And he comes back at us with a, with a deep cut, a golden oldie here. He says, if you want to go back further, automatic chokes became standard in the 60s hmm. and have only recently gotten into motorcycles. Hmm. Even further back, automatic spark advance and today knock sensors and spark curves done real-time by onboard computers. Sure. Remember the uh, Model T, was it? had the uh, the dial on the, the steering wheel? Dude. Get out of my head. That's yeah, his next sentence. Oh, Scott. no kidding, really? Yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, compared to a Model T with advanced lever on the steering wheel. Ha! Ha, what do you know? You are good. I, well, thank you. Wow. Yeah, okay. I just remember that stuck out in, in my head as being so, uh, I don't know, just archaic, I guess, on the mm-hmm. uh, Model T because you just don't see anything like that anymore. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I just have always remembered that. So, yeah, there's a good point to, to bring that back that, you know, there were things that, you know, weren't automated prior to that. I mean, even starting a car. Yeah. Uh, prior to the electric car start, I mean, it was the crank. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that was a big deal. At the the time. arm breaker. Yeah, yeah, the arm breaker. That's right. So, yeah, it's it's amazing to see what uh, what does become automated and, and what remains manual. Man, you and Jim are on the same page. Uh, thanks for thanks for writing in, Jim. Uh, once again, you've impressed me with Scott's uh, nearly telepathic grasp of listener mail. <laughs> So I guess we're going to go ahead and hit the road here. I'm done. Isn't it weird that we never say hit the road more often? Yeah. I guess it's kind of an easy one. Yeah. I wonder what we'd say if uh, we didn't drive. 
I, I'm hmm. just going to go sit in my car for a while until I get home. Yeah, I'm going to go spend my 52 minutes yeah. productively. <laughs> just, just writing. And uh, if you want to uh, write into us, hit us up on Facebook. Talk to us on Twitter at CarStuffHSW. You can also check out Scott's awesome blog for more information. If you want to know more about driverless cars, hit our jazzy search bar up at HowStuffWorks.com. And if you want to cut out the middleman entirely, you can talk to us directly at... Oh, let's see. How about CarStuff at HowStuffWorks.com? That sounds great. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. And be sure to check out the new High Speed Stuff blog, now on the HowStuffWorks homepage. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids. No plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.